Yeah, the Thor trailer was something, huh? I Initial thoughts. Like I immediate am, thoughts after you saw it. Immediate thoughts. I'm very excited for this movie, but I'm also still worried about this movie. Like I want it to like at the end of the day, Ragnarok is an action comedy. And I'm worried that this is going to be a comedy action movie. Like just just the the It's big gonna focus more tone. on the comedy than it is yes. on the action itself. Yes. I'm worried that it's not going like I'm worried it's going to have the same problem Guardians 2 did for me, which is too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Two Galaxy, two Guardians. Such a wasted opportunity. Or Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Electric Boogaloo also would have been good. <laughs> yeah, I, um, so I watched this trailer, the Thor trailer, and, uh, you know, during the course of the trailer, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, huh. And then I was like, what's that on his face? And then I was like, why is he naked and why is it pixelated? <laughs> and so, so you're saying you don't want there to be pixels? Is there going to be pixels in the movie? That's my question. I would have to think so. Or the only way there are not pixels in the movie is if this is a red herring from Marvel, as they are known to do in their trailers. And that is a scene that gets cut. I, I think I don't think that's going I think to happen. A red I think herring was almost seen in that scene, John. I, I don't know what to, I don't know how to respond to that. I'm scared. <laughs> like I figured that was going to happen when he whooshed the the um comp, the uh, like robe the off of him. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of figured that's what was going to happen. I just didn't realize how much of that we were going to be seeing. Oh yeah, you oh, know. Oh yeah. So you know. Uh, Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. It just, uh, it made my expectations went down a little bit. I have to admit after seeing that trailer. I think that's fair. It's, I wasn't expecting it. I'll say that because we had just got the first trailer. It doesn't feel like too long ago. And I mean, I don't know that I will expect, I think I'll expect one more before the movie because the movie is like the middle of July, early July, somewhere in there. Real quick. Why don't we also talk about the She-Hulk trailer? She-Hulk, attorney at law. Eh. She's green. Eh. She's tall. I I saw a lot of people online who were like, the CG isn't good. And I was like, because you've been spoiled for 15 years by top-of-the-line excellence, give them a summer to get it where it's going to be. That's that, my initial reaction. That didn't bother me as much as... Yeah. I'm curious to see... So we mentioned this in the last episode. We haven't even done introductions yet, so this is a doozy for people that are like just turning in for the first time. They're like, whoa, man, they just jump right into it, don't they? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Head first. Deep end. Um, Water so, optional. Well, oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe it's a pool full of jello instead. Ugh. That'd be <laughs> sticky. We talked about this in the last episode where we reviewed Multiverse of Madness, where, you know, America Chavez, we were a little, um, we were just kind of perplexed, I guess. We were just like, what? Because she went from not being able to control her powers to suddenly being able to control her powers. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of that, we were also like, that kind of makes her like not really a relatable character, because that's one thing that makes heroes relatable to most people is that they have they struggle right and because we struggle 
as real people. And so we like to see a hero who goes through the same things that we kind of do. And when seeing that trailer, there was a part of me that wondered, is this just going to be kind of another uh, America type of thing where, you know, she's given these powers and then suddenly knows how to use them correctly? I don't think so. I mean, I hope not. I, I would expect it to not be. I will say that. Um, I would expect it to be like, I would say she doesn't, if I were making the show, which again, I'm famously not, um, I wouldn't, didn't ask us. There we go. I was waiting for it. Introduction music. Um, I wouldn't even have her get powers until the end of the first episode to establish who she is without them to have the rest of the show be who she is becoming. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think she gets them at the beginning of the first episode. How much do you think um, Ruff Markolo is going to be in it? Is that her dog? Ruff Markolo? Ruff Markolo, yeah. Or Mark Ruffalo. Um, (laughs) If we're assuming... Eight episode, right? Normally eight, or is it six? I think they said this is going to be the longest season yet, so I think it's going to be nine, nine episodes. Okay, if we're assuming nine episodes, I'm going to say four, but he's not a major character in two of them. So he's like he's very present, very like important to the plot in two episodes, and then he appears in two other ones. Hmm. I can see that. I'm also- excited for Tim Roth. That's me <laughs> too. That's really like the thing I'm most excited for. Him, him coming Tim back is, is pretty exciting. Um, you know, I'm going to be the, the old man in the room and just mention how I didn't like how much this is going to sound awful. People are going to be like, you old fart. Um, I don't like how much sex talk was in it. Did you, did that? Did you notice that? I did. Um, but it, it didn't really bother me that much. The, if you think of the intended audience of the MCU, they're people our age. They're people who watched Iron Man in their teenage years and have grown up since. So, I mean, is it out of the norm? Obviously. Is it something I expected? No. Is it something that's going to make or break it for me as an individual viewer? No. I mean, for you, it's going to be, it's a different calculus because you have to figure, you know, my son really likes watching these. I'm going to have to watch it first to decide if he's got like, if it's something that he should watch or if it's something that he needs to watch later, or if it's something he needs to just like, no, it wasn't very good. You don't want to watch it. That's, that's something you have to take into account. Yeah, it really is. And, and honestly, I think more than anything else, the last thing you said is might be the reason I watch it before him to be like, I don't really know if this is something that's even worth watching. Yeah. Can you hear him? Yeah, Champ is, uh, he's a little upset. Yeah, it's storming and he's not a fan. Oh no, that means it's coming our way. He he wants to be the loud thing in the area. He's doing his best. I, I'm louder! I'm louder! No, it's oh, me! Oh, I'm louder! <laughs> <sighs> oh, what, what, a, a, what a guy. What a dog. Man, love that dog. I don't think I've ever met him. I I, I love him quite a bit. Give me just a second. Not to bring a downer to the episode, 
but I don't think I mentioned on here a a um, unofficial mascot. I guess you could say that we had on the show for a while was Bailey Crowder, <gasps> no. and Bailey passed away about two months ago. No. Yeah. Not Bailey. Yeah, he he had his little meow at the end of the episode for the first season, I think, oh. and because uh, he was notorious for barging in in the middle of our recordings and just coming into the room and being like, Hey, what's up? I'm here. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, he was, he was getting, he's old. He was getting really old. And, uh, so the good news is, is he's not suffering anymore. You know, he was getting pretty rough. So, but, uh, good kitty. That's sad. I'm sorry for y'all's loss. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I, I have a, I've always had a very interesting relationship with animals. It's not that I don't care about them, but I have never been one to get upset about the loss of an animal. I don't know why. It's just not something that I get upset about. I mean, you know, like I miss them and I'm like, oh man, it's kind of weird, you know, them not being here. But it's not like I get upset. So I have a, I know some people are like, you heartless animal, you heartless bastard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't know. That's just the way I've always been. People, I'll get upset when people pass, but for some reason, animals, I'm like, eh, you know. But anyway, so we don't really have any news today, um, except for the those two trailers. There hadn't been anything huge that's dropped. Um, um, I mean, it's not like momentous, and there's not even really a whole lot to talk about, but Call of Duty did get a release date today. today the official being- release date, huh? We're recording May 24th, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, no, not that Modern Warfare 2, uh, <laughs> is going to be coming out October 28th. Nice. Very excited about that. Okay. I, I say not that Modern Warfare 2, uh, because they, <laughs> they made Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It came out in 2009. And so they just ran, a, out of, they ran out of names. They ran out of names. Man, they, they need a new creative team. Again, I tried to. My I had a grassroots Twitter campaign to call it a uh, "Too Modern, Too Warfare." Did not take off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that not being a fan favorite. But here, you can re- you can refer to it as that, and we will know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, um, we're not going to review for this episode because when this episode comes out. By that point, uh, Stranger Things, the first half of the fourth season will have come out, and then also the first two episodes would have come out for Obi-Wan. We are not going to be reviewing that today due to we feel like it would be best to hold off and review all of that in our first episode of next month. So the first episode of June will feature all of that, Um, and there will be lots to talk about, I'm sure. We'll have lots of opinions on it. Lots of thoughts about it. I hope so. <laughs> John was uh, put out a poll today on our Twitter page uh, at TDAU underscore pod. And there he had everybody vote to see what you were most excited about with the release. Were you more excited about Obi-Wan or were you more excited about Stranger Things both releasing on the same day? John, what are your thoughts about that? Um... My thoughts on the poll or my thoughts on um, which one do I think people are more excited for big picture? I guess we'll do, I think we should do, we should get deeper into it. So let's do big picture. So which do you think, 
we'll make it a two-part question. The first okay. one is, which do you think will be most viewed on Friday? Okay. Strictly um, Friday. Strictly Friday. In terms of minutes watched, I think it's going to be Stranger Things because they're dropping the entire season. Well, half of it, yes. Well, I mean, they're they're doing a Netflix release. They're not doing a Disney Plus release. Like the, the Correct. Episodic. Yeah, it's not going to be weekly. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. So... In terms of more people watching, I think at this point there are more Star Wars fans than Stranger Things fans. And Kenobi is a character that spans the entirety of the fandom because he was one of the first relevant characters in the original trilogy. And he has been essential up until this point, even with um, animated content like The Clone Wars. So if it were cassian then i don't know that it would have the pull that kenobi will but with big gun for star wars going up against big gun of netflix i think star wars wins fair i'm actually i'm gonna say the opposite okay i think that um i think that i think that stranger things i think you're right as far as minutes watched stranger things is obviously going to get more just because like you said there's going to be roughly four to five episodes dropped all at once, so people will binge it. Um, I do think there are more people excited about Star Wars, but I, I'm i going out on a limb, and I'm going to say that one of the things that I think is going to happen with this Obi-Wan series and this season four of Stranger Things, I think Stranger Things might outdo Obi-Wan because... I think there's a lot of fans that are actually really upset with Disney and Star Wars right now with uh, Boba Fett and, you know, Mandalorian and just the whole Star Wars fandom right now is very divided. And so because of that, I could see some people not being like being excited about Obi-Wan, but at the same time, very worried and very scared that it's not going to turn out to be the thing that they had hoped for. I mean, those people are absolutely there. I think if it were a different character, I, there's every possibility I would be that person. I just, Ewan McGregor coming back, Hayden Christensen coming back. I'm even, I'm completely willing to glance over like how dumb the Grand Inquisitor looked in the trailer. Like that means nothing to me and it should. It does, like it should mean something to me and it doesn't. I'm just so ready for this. Mm. But I also, I'm, I'm an incredibly biased person to ask that question to because I never got into Stranger Things. Mm. It was never, I mean, it was never really on my radar as someone who has zero 80s nostalgia. I feel like that's a, that's a key draw for at least the initial early seasons of the show. And I'm sure it's really good. I can't say that it's not. I've never seen it. So I don't know. I, I am admitting my bias. And um, yeah, I, I don't really know what else to say to that other than we'll just have to see. Yeah, that's fair. And, um, you know, I guess one thing to mention is that they did release the release uh, or the um, the uh, minute runs of uh, the length of each episode uh, for Stranger Things. The last episode is going to be two and a half hours long. Is that the uh, is that the Snyder cut of the last episode? It must be. (laughs) (laughs) It must be. It will be in black and white. Okay, solid. Mm hmm. It'll be probably about four hours longer than some people think it needs to be and two hours shorter than some people want it to be. Yes, and it will feature Eleven in a black Superman suit. See, you're joking, but I mean, I feel like that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> at, at some point, nothing's really off the table. No, it's it's really not. 
But uh, I do know I'm excited for it. My family is too. Uh, my wife and son both love Stranger Things, so we will be watching that together. And uh, so we'll get the first half of first half of the season comes out Friday, and then or uh, at this point for those that are listening, it, the the Friday that just passed, and then uh, the second half of the season will release July first. Woo woo. So what day, yeah. the, what day of the week is that? I don't know. Should know I'm guessing it's a Friday. It is indeed, which makes July 4th a Monday. So it uh-huh. will be, I mean, they're releasing on two long weekends. That's very smart of them. Yes. Releasing Memorial Day and 4th of July weekend. Yep. Well, well played, Netflix. Well played. I well see you, Netflix. I see you. Well, uh, real quick before we get into our review t- for today, because uh, this week is a bonus episode. So we were are reviewing something that we feel, or uh, that was actually requested, uh, or, or, or in this case, it wasn't requested, it was just uh, something that John knows is near and dear to the heart of one of our listeners. And so we were reviewing that movie uh, for him specifically. Um, and so if you like the idea of uh, you know us doing that for you, uh, you can reach us at... Um, our, our uh, Twitter page is actually the best way to reach us. You can message us on there, uh, tdau underscore pod. You can follow John at jmuller8332. And then uh, you can follow me, uh, the nerd is underscore in. And then you can also go to our website, they didn't ask us pod.com. But with that, we are reviewing North by Northwest. I do want to, to kick us off here by saying the specific, uh, this movie specifically was not requested. I had a, a very dear and beloved viewer reach out to me saying, um, I love listening to the pod, but most of the things that you all talk about are not a direct interest uh, to me personally. So could you maybe for a bonus episode, just find something a little bit older? And he said a little bit older. And I, I said, I know exactly what it's going to be, Jay. It's going to be Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. And this is a a controversial... Well, it's not a controversial opinion. It's my favorite. I'm not saying it's his best. I'm saying it's my favorite. North by Northwest is my favorite Hitchcock movie. I love this movie so much. Really? It's it's so good. I would say inadvertently, like not planned or anything, I've probably watched this movie like once a year for a decade. Interesting. Okay. Because it's just the pacing is so good. The acting is good. It's... It's a perfect chase movie. It is. It is definitely a chase movie. And the setting is great. 1959 mm-hmm. America. And it stars what? Cary Grant. So Cary Grant. There's not much else that could be said about this movie. Uh, no, I'm kidding. There's a lot more that can be said about this about movie. To, well, I'm trying to think if I want to try to read the plot or if I just want to assume everyone has seen this 60 year old movie. And that hurt me to say out loud. And I can guarantee you that there are lots of people that have not seen this movie. Uh, Why? This was my third time watching this movie. I think it's so good. It's so good. Ah, It, um, at its core, I mentioned it's a chase movie. It's a case of mistaken identity. Um, I don't know that I can go so far as to call Eva Marie Saint's character a femme fatale. Um, I, I mean, we're go- there are going to be spoilers as we talk about this movie. So if you haven't seen this movie, um, what have you been doing for the past 63 years or so? Um, watch this movie. 
Yeah. It's so, so good. Yeah, it's it's movie. definitely worth a watch, even if it's not something that you're going to fully enjoy. Maybe it's not completely your thing. It's still, it's considered a classic. Um, Alfred Hitchcock has been considered one of our, one of the greatest uh, film directors of all time. So uh, he's got lots of movies that are considered just to be some of the best. Uh, so it's definitely worth going and checking out for sure. Do you want to try to summarize it? Um, I mean, I could read, I, I pulled up the Wikipedia just because their plot summaries are usually good and mildly concise. I can read it. I'm not opposed to that. Well, maybe we could just ourselves summarize it. Um, so Cary Grant is starring in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as John said, it's a tale of mistaken identity. Um, yeah. It takes place in 1958. He, yeah. He, um, is miss. So Cary Grant is a New York city advertising executive and he is mistaken for an elusive government agent in the height of the cold war. And, um, he's kidnapped and the people who kidnap him try to kill him and he lives. And then he ends up chasing them. He chases this person who doesn't exist across the country. And, um, it's just kind of cat and mouse, but it's kind of cat and cat. Yeah. Cat. Cause a no cat one's chasing really a his mouse. own shadow. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, but there are just some absolutely iconic scenes in this movie. Um, the most directly associated one is going to be, um, what would you say about halfway through? Is the, the, the airplane? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about halfway through. So, which is famously he, known because it's on the poster, the movie mm-hmm. poster. And um, so it's a crop duster. He's out in the middle of nowhere, and the, he's like attacked by a plane. Which, like, what a way to go! First of all, um, and it ends with a climactic foot chase on Mount Rushmore. So, I just the the soundtrack is great. The cinematography is great. There's a shot where they're walking into the United Nations building in New York and it's shot from above. I love that shot. And it's just like the, the perspective that it gives you is just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is, this is a really cool shot. So you said you had seen it a couple of times before. Yep. I did. I'd seen it twice before this. I actually watched it today. And I, I imagine you don't quite have the uh, emotional attachment to it that I do. So what are you, some of your, what are some of your thoughts? Um, some of my thoughts. Well, um, I was a little disappointed that Nicholas Cage wasn't at the end. Um, so that was, that was upsetting. You know, they fair, you know, I, I half expected him to show up and, and find the treasure, but that didn't happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is one of those movies. I, you know, I, I sat down to watch it today and the whole time I was watching it, I was like, you know, I like this movie, but there's something about this movie that I don't like. And I can't really think of what it is about this movie that I don't like. And then I remembered that it's just to me, the, my, the downfall with this movie to me is it's very drawn out. It's very long. It's not long running time, but everything that happens in it is very drawn out there. I I can see that there are absolutely moments where it feels like hurry up and wait because the pacing of like the beginning of a scene goes faster than the middle of the scene. Like I could see that. And I know a lot of it too is because I think a lot of our movies, especially now, you know, it's, this is not the truth. This is just me being, 
um, difficult, but it's almost like everybody has ADHD now when they're watching a movie and they can't just let things be artistic and they want it. They want stuff to just happen. And so I guess that's because I'm so used to that now, when I go back and watch an older movie like this, that is a lot of cinematography and it's just you know, it's, it's got those iconic scenes, you know, and, and you're getting to see the whole landscape and everything. You do kind of sit there like, okay, when's something going to happen? Yeah. So do you, I mean, I feel like movies like that are still made. I'm struggling to think of one. Yeah. And they are, they are. There's lots of movies that are still like that. Like, um, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time is actually, uh, the King's speech, um, which came out, you know, I've never actually seen that. Oh, I love that movie so much. Or, um, I mean, there's a lot of movies that do have that artistic style to it. You know, it's not just about the CGI and the action and stuff like that. But, yeah. I mean, I think this is where, um, was it Scorsese that came out and was like... Marvel is the death of cinema? Yes. He, he said something to that extent. I don't know what he actually said. Yeah, it was but... something like that. And, it, and in a lot of ways, he actually... I. I I, you know, I heard him say that and I was like, I mean, he's not completely wrong, you know, as far as like actual cinema, you know, in my mind, cinema is drama, you know, it's, yeah. it moves you. I would think that'd be more of a culture than a, than a phenomenon though. Yeah. Like I would be more ironically for, from Scorsese's point, I would be more willing to blame something like Netflix than something like Marvel because That's fair. Marvel is making the movies people want to see. That's fair. And not only that, but like, you know, like you have a, you have a movie on Netflix, like it has a slow part on it. You can just turn it off. Whereas if you go to the theater, yeah, it might have some slow parts in it, but you're forced to sit through the slow parts to get to the really good stuff. Yeah. But now everybody just wants the big stuff all the time. And so I think that's just the biggest difference now. I, I don't inherently disagree. I so now my my question would be and we did not discuss this prior to prior to recording so this is going to be on the fly for both of us um if you were to remake this movie maybe not shot for shot because I mean obviously that's going to be kind of lame how would you how would you make a chase movie in 2022 not necessarily who would star in it but like one of the key aspects of this is he gets on a train like yeah there are there are trains but not quite to the level of importance that they were in the 50s i wish we still traveled by train just like that i honestly me too oh, that'd be so cool completely seriously i would be 100 percent in yeah like yeah take a trip to florida sure i'll take a train and have a nice warm bed and i can just sleep on the way there and yeah i mean how awesome is that yeah they need to bring that stuff back um start playing start playing ticket to ride for the Man, this would be great. What if we had tra what if we had a train from here to here? Like I I don't know. I feel like it would be very disconcerting because it's like, oh, you know, you watch this movie and he's in the UN and he's framed for murder. And you think, oh, well, you know, we live in, you know, 2022. Obviously, there's a security camera that shows that knife just appeared there and he didn't do it. Like they would know he was innocent in like 10 minutes. If he wasn't like if there wasn't an immediate consequence is how I'm going to frame that. Yeah. Sentence. This, this movie would not work today. Yeah. Like you, the, you the could not remake flawed. this movie and have it set in today. It just wouldn't work. Like the only way he could possibly get away with something like that. If it's, is if he was in a car yeah. the entire time. And even then 
like most likely he would be stopped by the time he got to like if he left New York in a car, he would be stopped by the time he got to Michigan. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing I just thought of was, oh, they couldn't do that movie today. So the the crop duster scene, I think it's colloquially called like an hour and a half drive south of Chicago. I bet that's a subdivision now. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's an upsetting realization. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That probably right where that was filmed, there's probably like, like a plaque and a, and a subdivision. Yeah. Yep. And a school right across the street. That would be pretty cool, actually. Do you think that? Do you think there that the mascot of the elementary school would be the Dusters? It would have to be. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. It would have to be. Yeah. The Cary Grants. <laughs> but people don't know who like the average person. I don't think knows who Cary Grant was. No, most people don't. So it's just a lot of like little kids and then their grandparents are like Cary Grant was the sexiest actor in Hollywood it's like okay okay the mascot just the the mascot is just a a uh uh you know olive olive toned uh young man coming out in a suit and a cigarette (laughs) like (laughs) he doesn't even say anything he just smolders yeah he just sits in a chair (laughs) with a glass of scotch in his hand (laughs) and just watches the game but for the purpose for the purpose of the being a mascot at an elementary school, the scotch is apple juice. Yes, of course. A nice tall glass of Mott's. <laughs> it's the first apple juice brand I could think of. I don't know. Yeah, that would that would work. Yeah. <laughs> this needs to happen. I like I don't make the rules, but this needs to happen. <laughs> but yeah, it's um so that that's my only complaint about this movie. And then also I don't know why. I mean I, I like it, it's cool to look at it like visually because it ends with he's pulling i can't remember the girl's name in the movie so uh are you ready for this yeah the actress's name is eva marie saint and the character's name is eve kendall oh okay it's just it's just straight up her name her actual name so eve he pulls eva up because she's like falling off george washington's face and like a booger yeah and she is going to and he's pulling her up so that she's now safe but when he pulls her up and then pans like in the in one fluid motion to where they're on the bunk bed of a train mm-hmm. and so you're like oh okay so they got off the the mount rushmore and they're now like on their way to have vacation or something you know whatever and they're yeah. you know they're they're together yay um I will say that's my least favorite part of the movie because it is so abrupt. It is. So that was that's what I was about to say. The ending of this movie is so sudden yeah. that it was almost like he ran out of ideas on what he could do next and so he's like, "Well, we'll just end it like here." I I feel like we I feel like we reviewed a movie recently where that same type of thing just happened. It was like it doesn't end, it just stops. Hmm. And it's like it it's I've never enjoyed that across any movie I've ever seen. Um, it makes sense in something like the the first movie I remember watching where that was an issue was Fellowship of the Ring. And that makes sense because it's the first movie of a trilogy. The next movie is going to start where this one stops. You don't necessarily need a, all, all things like all loose threads are not going to be tied at the end of the first movie of a trilogy. That's just kind of how it goes. So the, the fact that it just stops, man... I don't know. I don't I don't know what I would do differently other than just like he pulls her up and they're safe. It kind of alludes to they have a future together because they got the they got the villain, right? They they show he is in custody. So that's that is a a loose end tied up. I don't know. 
Yeah. It's hard to know how to end it perfectly. Um, But ultimately, we didn't decide how it was going to end. So (laughs) They have a very good reason for not having asked us, Jay. Yes. It's the the fact that we weren't going to be alive for 30 more years. Yeah, we weren't alive or even thought (laughs) of at that time. So, yeah, they didn't ask us. They didn't have to. They didn't know to. (laughs) 59, my parents weren't alive yet. Oh, My dad would have been alive. Nope. (laughs) A little, a little bit longer. Speaking of, of, um, things that were from my parents era, did you happen to catch who played, um, Cary Grant's lawyer at the beginning of the movie? No. It's the guy who plays the chief from get smart. Oh, okay. From From the show. Yeah. And because I think, I think we've discussed this on the pod before. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've discussed this on the pod before. You have a lot of people who are like, oh, were you a Nickelodeon kid? No, I was a Cartoon Network kid. I was a, I was a TV Land kid. <laughs> so Brady Bunch I, and... Brady Bunch, Get Smart. Um, I mean, Get Smart's the main one. Gilligan's Island. Golden Girls. another one. I don't know that it had made TV Land when I was growing up. Oh, okay. I feel like that was still on, like the the lower numbered channels because i remember tv land it was either channel like 70 or 71 and i wouldn't even like i wouldn't even go to it directly i would just scroll down because the the networks were like single digits but if you went to zero it would drop down to like 90 something which was like c-span and then do you remember um nick at night Uh, i mean i remember that it was a thing but i never watched it. and they they usually had the cosby show on nick at night See, but I know I watched the Cosby show. I just must have watched it when it was on. I watched the Cosby show. I think it was on WGN. Oh, yeah. That network out of Chicago. Yeah. Because I remember I would, they would always have, like, the commercials for the Chicago news. And I was like, why is why is, why are they talking about Chicago? <laughs> and then as I grew up, I was like, oh, because it's a channel that's broadcast out of Chicago. Why do I, why do I get this channel in Knoxville, Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> question has never been answered. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hmm. But yeah, the uh, I think out of the Alfred Hitchcock movies, I mean, it's definitely up there. But, uh, you know, I above this one, I love like Rear Window, uh, The Birds. Um, let's see what else. Um, what's the one? Psycho. Vertigo. Oh, Vertigo is good. Yeah. There. So I haven't I haven't been as dialed into the the film criticism scene since I was in college because I minored in film studies. But at least when I would talk to uh, my peers in in class and things, there was actually some momentum then um, for Vertigo growing into the role of the greatest movie of all time, critically. Because the two that you normally hear about are going to be Citizen Kane and The Godfather. And, I mean, I feel like those are a, those are a very common top three. It's just what order do people put them in. Mm-hmm. I remember when um, when COVID had kind of shut down movie production, the local theater here had acquired various older movies um, for for a series of months. And they one of the things they did was every week for about two months or so, they had a Hitchcock as one of the options. Oh, man. Getting to watch these in a theater. Oh, yeah. I bet that was cool. It was incredible. Yeah, cool. So, like, I've watched his top six. I've watched them all somewhat recently-ish. That's one thing I wish that they would do more of is bring back older movies and replay them in the theater so that people that may not have been alive at that time could then see it on the big screen. Like, I would love to see, like, Terminator and Terminator 2 on the big screen. 
Yep. That would be really cool. Or even Alien or Aliens. I I was about to say Alien because I've never seen any movie in that series. So obviously for something like that, you have to start with the first one. It's not like, I mean, Terminator, you could start with T2. You just won't really know what's going on. Yeah. What is, that's a, that's a fun hypothetical, Jay. We might have to think on that. What is a movie series where you could legitimately skip the first movie? Huh. Maybe not for now. Think on it for, think on it for later. Yeah. Sometime vaguely I'll in the future. i have to think about that. If that's a question you think you have an answer to, you can reach out to us at any of the places Jay mentioned earlier. Yes. And join the discussion with us because I think that's, I think that's a fun conversation. That is a, yeah. That's a good question. Hmm. A movie series where you could start with the second one and not even watch the first one. I would add the context. It can't be a series where they're essentially standalone, like James Bond. Okay. Like you could you could watch James Bond movies theoretically independently of each other. That's fair. Yeah. Except for the Daniel Craig movies, they are a larger narrative, which is a weird concept in, inside of James Bond. But like you could watch Thunderball, and then you could watch Goldeneye, and you could be like, ah, yes, these are the same. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna have to think on that. I'm I'm glad that I uh, had that spur of the moment thought. Yeah, I'm like going through the Rolodex in my head, and I'm like, hmm, movies, movie. Like I'm thinking of mainly trilogies, I guess. Yeah. Where the first one could be skipped. Oh man, you know, I guess you don't have to watch the first Titanic. Titanic two, it sinks again. Is Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I mean, Sharknado. I was about to say, I feel like Sharknado, you could get away with it just because it's like, or, oh, hey, remember that time there was a tornado of sharks? Yeah, we're doing that thing again. Or when you go to, <laughs> if you remember going to the old, like, uh, Captain Video or uh, even the Red Box, and you'd be looking at the movies and it would be like, Ana- Anaconda versus Crocodile 4. And it's like, well, I didn't know there were three other ones. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just like direct to DVD movies, and like, oh man, that's. I guess that's another thing. People talk about how like streaming has ruined the quality of movies, and I was like, no, you just didn't hear about them before because you weren't at the <laughs> right. three the three dollar DVD bin at the Walmart. That's, that's right. Oh, speaking of which, we watched Chip and Dale. What did you think? It was great. I, I loved it. Watched it. It was so Would good. You- would you want to talk about that in addition to Kenobi and Stranger Things next week? Uh, sure, I could talk about it. I Because I would like to see it. I think it would be good to see. Oh, man, it's good. I actually really, really enjoyed it. Well, that has me a little bit... That, it has piqued my interest, is what I will say. Yeah, so if you, if, you, if you liked the show growing up like I did, then you're really going to enjoy it. If you're kind of new to the show... You're still going to enjoy it because it's not like you had to have seen all the episodes in order to understand what's going on. If you have a general understanding of Chip and Dale, which are two chipmunks in the Mickey Mouse gang, I guess you could say, then um, you're going to understand the movie. Is it as enjoyable of a Chip and Dale watch as the uh, Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley SNL sketch? (laughs) They actually, they don't bring up that specifically. (laughs) But Dale, it starts out, and Dale is the one narrating, who's uh, voiced by Andy Sandberg. Oh, my god! And he's talking about, he's like, so I know you've heard of Chip and Dale. And he said, who I am, the Dale that I'm a part of, is probably the third mo- most popular D- Chip and Dale. And then he goes, the first one, and he says the first one, I can't remember. And he goes, and the second one are the guys that don't wear shirts, but they wear bow ties. And then it shows, like, a quick, like picture of Chippendales. <laughs> so they don't bring oh, up that man. specifically, but uh yeah, it's it's pretty good. 
Um, but yeah, we, uh, yeah, we could definitely, uh, review that. I, yeah, I would, it would be fun for sure. I'm very excited about that. So that's something for, for viewers to, um, look forward to. If you listen to us, um, really on release week. Um, and if you're listening to these later down the line and you've already listened to us talk about Chippendale, um, this must be a really weird experience for you. So I do kind of apologize, <laughs> uh, but hopefully we did it justice when we talk about it next week. But um, so with that, North by Northwest, where, you know, because we mentioned a lot of the other Hitchcock movies that are really good. Amongst the Hitchcock movies, where would you put it? Objectively, I don't think it is as good as Vertigo, Psycho, or Rear Window. I think it's I think it's better than The Birds just because you don't have, I don't think it's quite as, as traumatic as The Birds. Um I think, I mean, he's got so many. Strangers on a Train is a really good, it's really underrated. Um, I want to say he did a movie called Rope, which was rumored to be filmed in one take. I don't know that that's true. Um, I I don't know, honestly. I would say no higher than fourth, though, just because, I mean, Vertigo, Psycho, and Rear Window are so good. Yeah, I would put it at probably number five, I think would probably be a good place to put it. Um, and that's just me personally. I mean, it's not, there are some other ones that I like a lot better. I think I might be wrong about this, but I want to say he filmed or he wrote a few of the twilight zone episodes too. I have to look that up. Let's see. Hitchcock twilight zone. I have his filmography pulled up. Oh yeah. Um, he is not credited with having directed. He had Alfred Hitchcock presents. Oh, that's what it was. They had the Alfred Hitchcock hour. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, so he never, so he didn't do. Golly. Jay, he made Vertigo, North by Northwest, Psycho, and the Birds back to back. Wow. 58, 59, 60, and then the Birds was 63. Huh. That's insane. That is. What an interesting person. He's in all of his movies. Mm-hmm. That's a fun fact. It's a, it's a fun little, like, once you figure out what he looks like, you just kind of try to guess. Yeah, and he, he's typically, he's usually pretty easy to spot, because he's typically, he usually walks across the set. He's always in profile. Yes, and it's usually him, like, he's, like, you know, pushing a cart or just somebody in the crowd, and he just walks past real quick. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's always fun, too. So he's in all of his movies. It's like, it's kind of like, where's Waldo? If you had a magnifying glass and Waldo was only like, you knew he was in a quarter of the page because you're like, he wants you to know he's here. It's like if, if John Hancock was hiding in where's Waldo, he's like, I'm hidden, but I'm here. You're going to find me. Like <laughs> it's, it's just like a, a weird combination of, of that. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, this was fun. This was a nice change a pace of what we normally review. So I enjoyed it. And I mean, as we, as we talked about earlier, this was, um, not directly suggested. It was kind of alluded, like the movie itself wasn't directly suggested, but this style of kind of review was a viewer request. Mm -hmm. So again, if you have something specific or something vague, you would like us to take a look at, uh, let us know, reach out to us, uh, individually, uh, any one of the show socials or our email, we would love to hear from you. Um, yeah, just, just let us know. We, we would absolutely love to hear from you. And with that, we will actually be back with you in just one week. Get to hear us again next Monday as we review Chippendale, Rescue Rangers. And Kenobi. And Jay tells us how Stranger Things is the greatest show ever made. That's it. (laughs) 
Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all take care, and we will see you next time. But until then, nerd out. <laughs>